0: A lot of people don't get up early in the morning anymore because they're not commuting to work with COVID-19. I it's trying to figure out how long I've actually been locked up in my house. Six months. As I predicted that uh, this would go on for a year and a half. And uh, I was right. We're on that trajectory. And uh, all the shit going on with the post office. I was screaming about it last week and... I see Congress is going to have a meeting about it. I don't understand how you fuck with the post office out in the open. This seems to me to be bigger than Watergate. Watergate, at least they lied. You fuck with the United States Postal Service and say we want to slow down the vote? What happened? What what is going on? What is is going on, man? i I just never seen anything like it. You know, at least... there are shenanigans. Let them be in private where uh you know, when you when you're conducting criminal activity. I mean, all this out in the open. Reminds me of Germany pre World War II. It's crazy. We're gonna fuck with the United States Postal Service. Wow, there's a new one. I had a friend driving into Manhattan yesterday, uh, and telling me that uh they actually saw uh people removing mailboxes from the street. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, 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 removing where you deliver mail? Well, you know, where you, you drop your letter into the little uh, post office box. Uh, that's going on right now as we sit here on our fat asses.
1: They're taking okay. the the mail counting machines out of the uh, post office as well.
0: My buddies so in the post sort office. They not it as fast. My buddies in the post office. Stop! Don't do it. Put your foot down. It's the revolution, man. Don't we want to vote? Don't we want to have a fair vote? Evidently, mail now is for liberals, according to the latest Michigas. It's all bullshit. <laughs> oh my God, what is happening in my country? My country used to have the best postal service ever. I still am waiting. I order shit on Amazon now. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it doesn't come for two, three weeks. And uh, you know, if this is making America great. I don't get it. I, w- well, I don't President care if you're a conservative. The guy
1: who's in there doing that, he's going to make it great again. Just not in time for the election.
0: Yeah, I mean, what? what everyone's okay with this? Ay, it's so crazy. I'm so depressed about it. I'm so depressed about my country. I don't understand what's going on, man. But I don't understand how that's not a, a major crime going on right now, where people's way of life. We depend on the mail for business. We depend on the mail now for voting. Uh, We, You know, obviously, during COVID, I don't understand how there's not, like, revolution in the streets.
1: Well, there were protesters in front of that guy's house.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all going on right out in the open. It's not even, um, it's not Watergate. They, They did the break in quietly and hoped not to get caught. This is like, we're going to do it in the open. We're going to tell you we're doing it. And you know what? You're not going to do jack shit about it. Fuck you. It's like a big fuck you, a big finger up our ass. But I don't know. I don't get it. I don't think there
1: are Americans anymore. I mean, we used to care about this country and care about what it stood for. Now we watch people tear it apart and we sit.
0: I think it's those senators who are, who are Republican, quite frankly, who are enabling this. I I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed of them. I voted for some of them over the years, Republicans, but okay. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. I know, I know for, for those of you who think it's great that our mail system is falling apart. So we're third world. Uh, you, You think it's great for some reason. I don't even comprehend how you think it's great, but if you think it's great, good. Fuck you. (laughs) you know it's just so depressing i saw um this is probably not that interesting so i won't spend too much time on it but i don't know i'm i'm fascinated by this there was a when i was a kid growing up in new york there was a kiddie show host named sunny fox sunny fox he hosted a kiddie show called wonderama did you have wonderama in baltimore we had
1: wonderama but i don't remember sunny fox we must have had a different guy
0: We had Sonny Fox. And Sonny Fox, I love Sonny Fox. I loved because he was a kiddie show host. I love Sandy Becker. He was a kiddie show host here in New York. He had a whole bunch of characters he'd do, and I thought he was funny. Soupy Sales, I loved. You know that. So it was like uh, those three guys. You know, Soupy Sales. And and, and Chuck McCann, who hosted a show, local show here in New York. These are kiddie shows. Chuck McCann was great. Big, heavy set guy. Used to do... uh, Funny voices, he'd read the comic strips to you from the newspaper. He'd be um Little Orphan Annie and he'd put these two paper dots over his eyes and look like a cartoon. He was funny guy. I mean, you know, he was it was sweet. All these but but Sonny Fox, I was confused when I was a young man trying to get into radio. I had a big book that told me all the program directors of all the great radio stations in this country, and I would um send them tapes of my horrible radio show that they hated. Every one of them hated it. But there was a radio programming guy in Philadelphia, at WYSP in Philadelphia, named Sonny Fox. But it wasn't the Sonny Fox from Wonderama. And I thought, how could a radio guy call himself Sonny Fox? Sonny Fox is a famous kiddie show host. But there was a radio guy named Sonny Fox. And how many guys are named Sonny Fox? You know what I mean? Sonny Fox.
1: I've never run into one.
0: Right. <laughs> so I was confused, and I and and today I read that Sonny Fox, the radio guy, who worked out of Florida. He worked out of Philadelphia. He was one of these radio guys that worked his entire life in radio and had success in all these different markets. Sonny Fox, the radio guy, died at the age of seventy one. And I remember writing this guy. Letters all the time telling Sonny Fox, the radio guy, that I would love to work in Philadelphia, WISP. He was the morning man and the program director. And all I knew is the name Sonny Fox. I've never heard a tape of him. I've never met the man, I don't think. I probably drove down to Philly trying to bang on the door and meet him. The guy probably has heard early tapes of me and thought that I was... The shittiest radio personality you ever heard? Because think about it. If you're lucky enough to be the program director in Philadelphia, are you going to hire some schlub out of college with his stupid tape? Or are you going to hire a guy who's actually worked in radio a couple of places and has confidence? I, I, I don't think he was looking for me, but I was so stupid. And so naive that I thought, like, wow, right out of college, I'll send this guy a tape. And my tape was like, hi, everybody. This is Howard <laughs> Stern. You know, I mean, was like a lunatic. So, like a guy locked up in a mental institution had a tape and sent it to Sonny Fox. So <laughs> literally today when I read that Sonny Fox, the radio guy, died, I was like, hey, I wonder if he's Sonny Fox, the television game, the television Wonderama guy. And then I looked up on the Internet if Sonny Fox was the same guy. And sure enough, on the Internet, they say they are the same guy. No. Sonny... Yeah. They had it wrong because everyone's confused that Sonny Fox <laughs> from Wonderama. And, and I, looked, I, I looked at pictures. Sonny Fox from Wonderama had dark hair. Sonny Fox from the radio had long, blonde hair, good-looking guy. Uh, you know, whatever. Not... They're two different guys. Sonny yeah. Fox is two different guys. Two different guys had to share that name. Sad to have that name. I was confused by it. But Sonny Fox on the radio must have been real good because he was a prominent guy. He worked at a bunch of radio stations like so many radio guys do. But he maintained a career on the radio for most of his adult life, which is a feat in itself. I mean, it is amazing. Most guys do not go the distance. They, They burn out. They go into their, you know, father's car rental business or something. You know, most guys I know in radio who started out in radio ended up out of radio. But Sonny Fox, who is a program director at WYSP and a radio host, uh, died at 71. And I got very depressed. Never met the guy. And I wish I had 73. And and then I read he was working at Sirius XM for the last couple of years uh, on the comedy channel hosting a comedy show. And geez, I, I wonder if he was ever in the halls. I, maybe I could have met him, but I knew the name Sonny Fox. It, like, and when, you when never I was, heard him. Never heard him, but all I know is I wanted to be him. I wanted to be him. I heard he had a morning radio show and he was the program director and he was on in Philadelphia, which I want. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Wonderama Sonny Fox, for anyone here in New York, is 95 years old and still alive. Still alive. But Sonny Fox, the radio guy at 73, died. Evidently, his liver or something uh, failed. And um, his dad never got to meet the guy. I've never heard him on the radio. I'd actually like to hear a tape of my SJD to find me a tape of Sonny Fox from the radio. Because the guy, you know, the guy had an impressive career. He hooked up with some other dude. And they had a morning team like you and me, Robin. They they worked in Florida at three different radio stations and had a pretty successful career.
1: Yeah, they said he had a distinctive nasal drawl that's why i asked if Mm. you had heard him because apparently his voice was distinctive
0: i'm sure he uh i'm sure he had one of those deep radio voices that i was always envious of
1: i would like to hear a nasal drawl i don't know what that is
0: (laughs) his real name was james warren rowley but he became sonny fox i guess I wonder if he took it from the the, the, the the Wonderama guy and said, that's a cool name. I, I don't know. I mean, what's wrong with James Rowley? I like that name. Yeah, sounds fine for the radio. Jimmy Rowley with the, how? Gentlemen. Uh, Sonny Fox. I, I don't know, man. I had too much of this thing in me that I wanted every girl who ever rejected me to know the name that Howard Stern was on the radio. That was my whole drive. Uh, I couldn't have changed my name. I told you I tried it once, and it's ridiculous. The whole idea was for me to get famous as Howard Stern so that the, the, the few women that rejected me, when I say few because I didn't approach many, anyone I approached rejected me. I, I wanted them to suffer and know that I was now famous. But uh, it seems like the Grim Reaper, if you believe in the Grim Reaper, the guy with the robe and the whole thing he got the wrong Sonny Fox. He probably said... <laughs> The name did this guy in because the Grim Reaper probably went, oh, Sonny Fox, the 95-year-old. I'll take him. And then he accidentally went to Sonny Fox, the radio DJ. But evidently, uh, Sonny Fox, the uh, radio DJ, married a woman who worked at one of the radio stations. See? This, uh, oh, yeah. he was He was walking around, and uh, one of the sales assistants... Had long brown hair. And I guess she was like, hey, there's the long brown haired uh, sales assistant. You know, she must have been hot. And Sonny Fox married her. And they stayed married all these years. They had evidently oh. a, quite a great love affair. But I would like to hear Sonny Fox. He was Did my you hero. Did found anything? Because he had this great job, but I never got to hear him. I just knew of the name. There's got to be no.
1: tape. Man Work yeah, forever.
0: I'll bet he's got a ballsy, deep voice. And then it says, this is something I'm envious of, that he, along with his uh, radio co-host, some other guy that he worked with, they also had a band and they played guitars and they opened up for several very well-known musical groups. I'm talking about, you know, what the hell was it? Known groups, huh? Yeah, like, you know. Like they opened up for Uriah Heep or something, and this, you know what I mean. Like they actually opened up for people because wow. they were good enough. How fucking great is that, Sonny Fox? That's pretty good, good. Good enough, yeah. I know. You and I have to really get some guitar lessons, to get down <laughs> to it. Like really put our mind to it. I think all the, I think all the money we're leaving on the table, not going on tour with like Ozzy and Metallica, right? right. Yeah. Because, like, right at the end of the, the the Metallica interview, I could say, "Hey guys, you mind if we open up for you when this COVID thing's over?" <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, "Yeah, sure, okay, why not?" Uh, hey, JD, were you able to find tape of the guy? I don't know, I'll have it for you in four days. He says he's <laughs> he says he needs about ten more minutes. Howard, ten more minutes. Oh. I'll be off it making in ten the minutes. Tape? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mail away for it? <laughs> Kerry uh, Ann in Alabama.
2: Hey
1: Howard, how are you? Hey Robin. Hey now. Hey now. Good morning. Um, I grew up in South Florida listening to Sunny Fox. Hey I was pretty uh upset when I heard that,
2: you know, you announced that he had passed away.
0: Are you Kerry Ann Inaba from uh, Dancing <laughs> with the Stars?
2: <laughs> no.
0: Ann Inaba. I think you're a very good dancer but, um, but you really need to point your toe A little straighter If you're really going to get to the next level What a good job that is Being a judge on Dancing with the Stars That's better. That's easier than America's Got Talent
1: Would you God. know hey, to I'll tell somebody it. to point their toe
0: <laughs> I could make it up I'd be like hey Why don't you straighten out your leg You dummy <laughs> You need to swivel your hips a little more. What you need to do in the cha 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 is swivel your hips. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you though, that America's Got Talent gig was such a cakewalk. When you get money to sit there and tell people whether they're good or not, you know you're fucking happening. I don't care. Like you could you could goof on, you know Howie Mandel or Mel B or Heidi or. You could goof on um, Hasselhoff when they're paying you to sit there and tell people, hey, you know what? I think you have talent. When it's debatable if some of the people up there even have talent, some of the judges. I mean, Heidi's a beautiful girl, but I don't know what talent she has except to sing in my ear and annoy the fuck out of me. I mean,
1: yeah, I think all you have to do is have ears and eyes.
0: <laughs> I mean, and you I don't mean to jump. put down Heidi because I like Heidi. She was very sweet to me, but it, the gig is so easy. Heidi can do it. And Heidi didn't even understand it. Heidi would be like, um, you, you say you're a comedian, but I wouldn't take my kids to see you. <laughs> and then the guy would go, well, <laughs> Howie and I would go, Heidi, you know, not everything has to be judged whether you can take your kids to it. I just say I not take my kids to it. <laughs> yeah, but 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 not every, you know, like Lenny Bruce wasn't, you know, sometimes adults go out without their kids. Heidi doesn't know that Heidi would stick to the fucking she would just she wouldn't let go. She was like a dog with meat. She would go not nope, wouldn't take my kids. I i don't think it was so funny for for kids. And, you know, and then you just kind of go, look how fucking hot she is in a miniskirt. Jesus Christ. Well, you would say that. Well, yeah. You'd sit (laughs) there and go, you know what?
1: She can't speak English.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It didn't matter. Yeah. And I confused. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then you... You know, and then on top of it, I'm trying. You know, I literally would almost try to snooze in between the acts because it's a long <laughs> time between set of And then she'd go, "Ring, ring on the bell." She'd start singing in my ear, and I get, you know, if you're not fucking her, you don't <laughs> want to hear her. Is pers- annoying. <laughs> yeah, her singing's great if you're <sighs> fucking her. Trust me. Ring, sing, ring on bell while my cock goes inside you. <laughs> ring, ring on bell, ring man bell. Ring, ring. Okay, I get it. You know the words to ring my bell. Uh, but my point is, if if they're paying you to, to sit there and judge, so you say, well, why'd you walk away from the show? I did it for four years. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take the schedule. That was the bummer. If they just if I could have judged the talent from home over Zoom, I, I'd be fine. Just took yeah, up too much of my time. Now you would like the job.
1: <laughs> Are they still having to go into a studio?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch the show because sometimes I can't watch it because I was on it and that that shithead Simon Cowell, you know, was backstabbing me the whole time. So I don't I don't like to watch it. And also, I mean. I don't know. It, you know, it, it's just like once you've been on a show, you don't want. I, I used to watch the show all the time. But once right. I was on it, I, I don't know. I, 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 it's just like you just get annoyed. And also, it was a lot of money they were paying me to essentially do nothing. But the doing nothing just seemed to take endless hours. <laughs> you, know.
1: you sure complained about them giving you money for nothing.
0: I know. It was money for nothing. It was like somebody <laughs> handling you free money. You go to a studio, st- sit next to a gorgeous girl and sell people whether they have talent or not, you know? And I mean, yeah, there were things that annoyed me about the job, like how he would monologue for 20 minutes because he knew they would edit him down. He was smart. He wants airtime, and then he would, he would just talk for 20 minutes after each guest, and then they'd edit him down to 30 seconds. <laughs> and he knew. He knew if he talked long enough, he'd get on. Me, I was like, you know what? I don't think you have any talent. <laughs> they cut me out <laughs> you were mean well i learned my lesson by season two i was like you know what you got some talent over there then i get on camera <laughs> they used to cut me out
1: I but saw you know flip- simon Cal broke his back
0: yeah i saw that because he was he he's on an electric bike what's the point of an electric bike what is that and I read that the bike goes 95 miles an hour. If you Well, know, that's like,
1: why you could kill yourself on it.
0: Yeah. He's such a scumbag. I don't wish the guy death, but, I mean, he's such a scumbag. But, uh, you know, and I guess that's another reason I can't watch it, because I hate to see Howie having to kiss Simon Cowell's ass.
3: Mm.
0: You know, but Howie's got to do it. I think Howie even calls him boss. Hey, the boss really? is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah boss he's and by the way I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag simon's hardly the boss there he owns such a small percentage of that show it's an you nbc think he show.
1: was the whole thing no the way he no. carries on
0: no yeah but uh, you know it, it really they hand you money but i i just couldn't take the schedule it was like hey i got a morning radio show now i'm sitting here endless i i guess i'm not a I mean, it turns out money isn't the most important thing in my life. My my time is. My time was just dripping away. I, I saw my life. I saw the life force ebbing and flowing outside, like leaving me through my nostrils and ears and my mouth. It would actually escape the life <laughs> force, whatever it is that keeps us going. I couldn't take it. I didn't care how much money they were paying me. I I, I said to my agent, I can't take it. I'm sure he was shocked, too, because he was probably like, you know, shit, I'll sit there. I'm, mean, You know. <laughs> <laughs> you sit there like a dummy uh, And I wouldn't take my kids To sing that And I was like Oh boy You say you're a singer but You, do, you don't sing my favorite song Yeah but, but, but Heidi He doesn't have to I don't like it I just didn't want to spend any more time Doing comedy bits with Howie And Heidi and Mel B Call me a snob, but when they would force me to go to that green room where we would record bits, right? that's what really did it for me. I said to them, "You guys, can't I just be the judge who should Like, I never play along with anyone. I lock myself in my room. Can't that be the bit? <laughs> I'm the judge that goes in my room and naps because that's what I was. I hated the shtick. I hated it. I hated it. I never wanted to return to the Snapple suite again. I was really willing to just say goodbye to all that money. Just never to see the Snapple suite. <laughs> Howard, yeah, not you just. I forgot
1: what the, what the brand was that was. Yeah, the name I felt, of
0: the suite. And I felt horrible. I felt horrible because the nicest people in the world that ran that show, they were so nice and so sweet. The two producers were so nice. And, and and even NBC was nice. And everyone was sweet to me. And they'd come up and they'd go, Howard, could you just please go to the Snapple suite? Howie's going <laughs> to pop out a cake for Mel B's birthday. And you're all going to say, I go, what? Howie's going to what? Howie's going to pop out of a cake for Mel B's birthday. <laughs> and he's going to be wearing uh, baby clothes. and What? What do I have to do? Well, what do I have to do? Well, you'll sit there and, and you'll mix it up with them.
3: <laughs> oh, ho,
0: ho, ho. <laughs> i was like they're like um howard please go down to the snap so we just let them instead of doing your hair in ah. the makeup room instead of doing it in your private dressing room would you go downstairs and let them do your hair and i'm like what yeah and then and then and then I go, but, but 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 I don't want people to see me getting my hair hot ironed. It's embarrassing. It's very girly. No, 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 no. It won't be embarrassing. You go do it. Then I go down to the fucking uh, the room where they got the cameras and everything. I'm not, I'm getting my hair, for God's sakes, I'm a grown man getting my hair hot ironed like Louis the Fourteenth. Because so it I don't doesn't think show. He even did it. Yeah, right. He didn't even have a hot iron. But I didn't want my hair to look frizzy on camera because everyone would say your hair is frizzy. So. Okay, well, second I sit down, Heidi and Melby, look at him! And look at him! And, and they start grabbing the hot iron and they want to hot iron my hair. Now my hair's burning on camera. Now I'm part oh of the, you know. God. I mean, they I, tried know.
1: to hot iron your hair?
0: And, uh, and then Howie's jumping out of a cake. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hide in my room. That Snapple no. suite was, did me and I was like, I got to get off this show. And this guy Jason Raff and uh, the, the female producer too. What's her name? Uh, oh, how did I get her name? Elizabeth. I loved her. No, not Elizabeth. Oh, okay, no. call her Elizabeth. She's the <laughs> nice Elizabeth. Is the nicest woman. Her name's not Elizabeth. I can't even believe I'm spacing, but she was so lovely. I loved her. Samantha, Sammy, Sam, Samantha. I think her name was. Oh, okay. you I'm so bad with names. I'm, I'm a narcissist. I only think about myself. <laughs> But she would come in, Howard, she had a British accent. Everyone there was British. Howard. And I don't do a British accent. She goes, can you go down to the Snapple suite? Howie's going to light himself on fire. And we need you there to react. I go, Howie's going to light himself on fire? Yes. (laughs) He'll Um, do anything. You'll do nothing. I do nothing. And I sit there. I'm not laughing. I don't know. And I I look like a lurch in every one of those shots. (laughs) Would you mind going down to the Snapple suite? Howie wants to electrocute your balls as a, <laughs> as a, a goof. <laughs> what? Yes, Howie's going to light his farts on fire and shoot them into your face. Oh, and what do I do? You just sit there. It'll be funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Melby's birthday and Howie's going to be waterboarded. Oh, really? They're going to waterboard Howie? I'll go down for that. Okay. Howie's yeah, going to stick we'll... his head into a jar of bees. Yeah, No, no, <laughs> no, 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 Robin. You have it all wrong. How he's going to put fire ants in his pee hole. And we'd oh, like I you mean. there for it. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, just can I just. And, and so I realized I was becoming a drag. And, and, and it wasn't my scene. And so I turned on the money. You know, and I think it was mostly the Snapple room and the amount of time it all took.
1: Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. you
0: stopped the traveling because they did that for you. Oh, my God. I said to them, look, I, 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 what is the point in us traveling to Texas to see talent? Can't the people from Texas come to New York? And they, they bought it. They went, okay. Changed the whole fucking show. It was the stupidest thing. America's Got Talent had to go on the road and find talent. And the first yeah, like year you I did it. were
1: actually going to beat the bushes looking for talent.
0: Oh my god. And the first year I did it, I went, What the fuck am I doing? I got a great radio career. I'm doing well in life, and I'm sitting in San Antonio in a fucking shithole hotel waiting to you know. I don't need this. Uh Howard, we'll need you on the set. How he's gonna shoot ping pong balls out of his ass in the green room. I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> What Austin gonna...
1: with music under your window and all that? stuff? Oh my Wasn't God! So then Austin, I yeah Texas?
0: yeah I pull into Austin, Texas, and there's some big music festival there that I don't give a flying fuck about. It's evidently <laughs> it's called the XSXWS. or something. I don't know South by Southwest. South by it's I never South by Southwest. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. there he is. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Gary, goes. Gary goes. I, and uh, I'm sitting there in this fucking Texas. I pull in, and you know me, I'm always tired. If I ain't working, I'm sleeping. I slept for two hours yesterday afternoon. I'm pretty sure I'm close to being dead. I'll be joining Sonny Fox. I'm convinced I must be dying because I'm sleeping. There's
1: not very many hours you're up.
0: Yeah. You remember, like, when your elderly grandfather used to just fucking sleep all day? You know, I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> That's like did you just sleep for two hours didn't you wake up and, like did you sleep for ten hours the previous I go I, I think this is how God prepares you for death <laughs> makes you very familiar with it I'm laying there I'm like, 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 a, like a lummox <laughs> barely get out and then it takes me two hours to wake up because I, I like my, my body's in shock <laughs> oh my god and then like I don't know what was I going to tell you but
1: you were in Austin, and
0: oh, yeah, music Austin. was so playing. I get there, to this Austin, and uh, I lay down in my room. It's the middle of the afternoon. I just flew out to Austin. All of a sudden, you know, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Oh, that's the afternoon concert. It happens every day here um, at the hotel. It's only two and a half hours. And then it resumes again tonight. I go tonight <laughs> how do you how do you have guests who want to sleep? Oh, people come here just for the music. it's a, I go, I don't come here for the music. I gotta get out. <laughs> so I'm in fucking Texas in a hotel where they're they're essentially torturing me and then how am I supposed to sleep i mean i sorry, am I the only one who wants to sleep at night <laughs> and take a schnooze? I people who run hotels don't get it. They want it both ways. They want exciting, loud events, and they and they want you to come there to sleep. I fucking I wanted to fucking kill myself. I wanted to jump I wanted to jump out the window. (laughs) And normally the way I would operate, I'd be fucking one of those two girls, either Heidi or um the other one, Mel B. But I'm a married man, I'm happy in my marriage. So now I'm on the road, not fucking anybody. <laughs> What's the point? You know, I couldn't get out of it. I remember at one point they decided to do the show from New Jersey, and I at the at the at the at the Newark Center or whatever. I said, New Jersey, I live in New York. I I couldn't take it. I'm, I'm I just uh, you know what? what? Just doing the radio show is fine. Oh. Oh, who's that, uh Ralphie? Hey, Ralphie, what up?
4: <laughs> you were you were so miserable. I mean, the worst part is like you were kind of saying it. Those bits were like the the other three loved to do the bits. I mean, they, they sprang from their chairs. They just loved it, and they loved it. And, and you
0: know what? By the way, I'm not putting it down. Howie's a professional comedian, funny guy. He loves to. You know, he loves to pop out of a cake, or he likes all that. That's what he does. And Heidi, you know, what does she do, really? I mean, I never knew how she was a judge. And, and, and God bless her. She got the gig. She looks terrific. Listen. She was great. She was great, right? She was fun. They keep rehiring yeah. her. She's so they keep, good. She's a lot of fun. I mean, gorgeous <laughs> girl like you never saw before. But, I mean, it's a stretch to know that she's going to judge somebody's talent.
4: <laughs> Literally, and her, and her
0: claim to and her claim to fame was that she went to a lot of shows in Las Vegas. She was like, und "I've been to Vegas many times. I have never seen comedian like you." And I was oh like, uh, "You know, okay, well, she's probably seen more of this shit than I have." She goes, und "I go to um, uh, a Blue Man Group, and 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 they don't do that." <laughs>
4: <laughs> you were so miserable. <laughs> you Everybody was having a party, but you.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you know, listen, every one of them, and rightly so. Like Howie would even say to me, "Can you fucking believe they're paying us to do this?" I go, uh, "Yeah, I can believe it." In fact, I want my salary doubled. It's the only way to get you here. <laughs> yeah, no offense, but but he was, you know, he was like, and I get it. I mean it's really kind of a silly job i mean you're you're on network tv they pay you a lot of money I, they used to fly how i think they gave howie a plane or something yeah. like that was part of his deal
4: yeah, but, yeah he'd boot uh, out of there everybody would hop on that howie plane and whoosh.
0: yep
3: <laughs>
0: the best thing was when um, so howie had a plane i guess when he signed his deal he said to them, "Look, I'm a stand-up comic. I travel all over the country. If I do the show, there's you got to get me out of the show on time, and I got to go do all these dates." So he got a, a private plane as yeah. part of his deal. And so Mel B and Heidi, they I think they got them for, you know, pennies on the dollar. Right, they, they had, had to walk much. if they didn't yeah, get on house. <laughs> yeah, like, like they were like, like they were like, uh, oh, and we can't get here either. And they're like, well, get a bicycle, get an electric bike, like Simon has. <laughs> it goes ninety-five miles an hour. You could, you could, you could, you could, you could get on your electric bike and be here in four days. <laughs>
4: huh? I like so, was testing bikes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, you know. Mel B heard that Howie had the fucking private jet, and she went, you know, hey, can I get on your jet? <laughs> and Howie's the nicest guy, so he said, sure, you know, if I'm leaving from California, here's when I'm leaving. Um, you know, you can you can come with me as long as you're you know you're on time. She'd show up like an hour or two late. Really, it was the, it was great. It was the greatest thing. Howie would come to me because I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Mel B's like an hour too late. I go, I go, I go. Leave, dude. Leave her. You got, yeah, to Leave her. No, I, yeah. I think yeah. he was afraid of her. Like, I don't know. You know how some people just they make you to afraid. Scare you? Yeah. They scare, She's like scare. She was scary spice. She really <laughs> was scary because Howie would be. I go, Howie, you're a grown ass man. You told her to be there. Well, I can't just leave her. Do you? What? What do you do? I go, dude. <laughs> this is what you do. I knocked on that. I go, Mel, open up your door. She opens. I go. Howie's leaving. I'm telling him to leave. Either you get on that plane or not. Boom. She got right on that fucking plane.
1: Now wait a minute. Did they put all the children on the plane too?
0: Oh my god. So Howie had the sweetest deal. So he had his own. He's on the plane. Then Mel B starts bringing the husband, the kids. Heidi hears about the party plane. She's got the fucking twelve kids. Yeah. That was the other that thing was- that drove me off the show. It drove me crazy. We're out there shooting all fucking night. They do these outdoor shoots. Oh. Some, some asshole is going to shoot himself out of a cannon or something. And I'm sitting there waiting for the guy. It's fucking cold out. And they go, uh, oh, Heidi California. and Mel brought I'm their sorry. kids. What? What are you mumbling?
4: What is he doing? I, that I was know. in California. It was night. It was freezing. It was freezing. I'm
0: sitting out there. And then all of a sudden... I go to sit in my chair. They had a bunch of director's chairs lined up for us to sit. Heidi's kids are in my chair. <laughs> I go, what? And they go, how? this is on the, my children. And the kids are pointing at me and laughing because I'm miserable that I want to sit in my chair. I go, get out of my chair.
4: <laughs> Yelling at kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, get out of my chair. You, you entitled, like, what is this? And, you know, and Heidi doesn't discipline them. She thinks it's funny. She's laughing and taking video of me for her social media on social media.
4: And everybody's going to pretend like it's wonderful with the kids and they're all cute. And meanwhile, there
0: was nothing cute going on. They were they were misbehaving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As far as I was concerned, you know, I don't want to put up with your kids at work. You know?
4: Yeah, they were all there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw it all.
4: It, 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 that you were saying the private plane, Howie's private plane, was anything but private. There was more private. people on there than a commercial. <laughs> a Looked like a commercial there. jet after
1: they got through with him. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. It
3: was
0: horrible. Yeah, Howie, mean, like, Howie like, started <laughs> flying commercial for peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah, it was like a par. It was like a zoo on that plane, from what I understood. I mean, I don't know yeah. what was going on.
4: You see 50 um, people leaving, and they're all saying they're getting on Howie's jet. <laughs> like, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, and Howie's sitting there stewing them, waiting for them, because he's got to go do stand-up somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I had to get out. I, I just, I couldn't take it. I, I did four years on there, and because, you know, I'll be honest, the money was fucking ridiculous for what I was doing. I mean, you know, I, I've, in radio, I'm used to preparing. I'm used to, you know, eh, this thing you sit there and you you wait for some idiot with his dog to walk out. Yeah, and, you know, there's and,
1: nothing to prepare.
0: And the guy's kissing my ass cuz he wants to win a million dollars. I'm like, "Okay. Dude, your dog's talented, but you're an asshole. Okay, next." <laughs>
4: <laughs> next. <laughs> it's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty miserable back then because it just I just knew that hours of my life were rolling by and Even my wife would say to me, but geez, they're paying you all this money to go and judge. You know, it's so great. But she, but but by the end, she saw how miserable I was.
1: She didn't want you to do it anymore. She was like, I've had it.
0: No, she told me you're miserable from that show.
4: But if you were working that whole time and doing something, it was all that downtime that I could see was making you nuts. You know, you would just be, you'd watch endless movies, you'd sit in there because there was just really nothing to do unless you were walking, like everybody else, like I said, was having a party, talking to people, socializing in those times and going to get something to eat. You know, you just wanted to get the job done. So, like, you were just like, why am I sitting around for fucking two hours?
3: I was
0: a single guy and banging a few of the, uh, you know, problem, yeah yeah if I was banging yeah. Heidi or Mel that would have been a you know party but
1: well if you were a yeah. single guy you wouldn't have stopped with Heidi and Mel
0: no 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 I'm pretty sure I would have fucked uh you know
4: would have fucked Ralph
0: but then when they told me I had to go downstairs to the snapper room and get my hair done I think that was what did it <laughs> I, d- I said to them, please anything but that I really don't want to be goofed on while I get my hair done. And, of course, they promised me I wouldn't. And then I was. And then I I was just goofed on constantly. I didn't care. No, we just need you down there because Howie's going to detonate a uh, suicide vest in the Snapple suite. (laughs) And we want you there for a reaction shot.
1: He's going to blow himself up. (laughs) We need your expression.
0: I hung up on Ralph because he was being annoying talking underneath me. But I know. um, But uh, he loved it because ralph was in charge of dressing me and so he socialized and he he would go down and eat the entire time he loved it you know oh he's yeah. a single guy so he would be like hanging out at the craft service table and taking home food for his dinner you know i mean <laughs> he was so i go where's ralph and they go, he's he's having dinner dinner <laughs> yeah i think he had dinner with me a couple of times yeah right <laughs> Uh, would I you like to dine at craft services, at Robin? <laughs> Robin, would you like to have dinner? Yeah. <laughs> at Chateau Craft Services?
1: Oh, my goodness. He knew where everything was.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, Simon Cowell's on the phone. He's recovering from back surgery.
3: Oh, he's able to talk?
0: How are you doing, Simon?
3: Hello, fuck knows. I'm in the hospital, though. Doctors say I should be up and stealing wives in no time.
0: Yeah, I saw your stealing wife thing was almost up because they said you came this close to being paralyzed when you uh, fell off your electric bike.
3: If I don't get better soon, I may have to eat my friend's wife's pussy through a straw. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha!
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
3: Doctors say, I'm going to be fine, but your face is in critical condition.
0: <laughs> you know, Simon, uh, uh, uh. I really do despise you, but you know what? Uh, you know, uh, get well soon, I guess.
3: Now that I'm in the hospital, why don't you come back and be a judge so I can steal your job again? <laughs>
0: yeah, you know. I saw they got uh, Kelly Clarkson to fill in for for, for, uh, Simon, yeah. for Simon, but it wouldn't have been That's funny right. If they wouldn't call me because, A, they know I'm a pain in the ass, B, I wouldn't do it, and C, Simon, you know, is all pissed off because now I've called him out for what he is, which is a shithead.
3: <laughs> your hair looks great, awkward. Howard. Can you have Beth send me the name of your groomer? Nah. My poodle could use a trim. Ah! Uh, (laughs) Ah, DJ.
0: Oh. Uh, Wife-stealing Botox-face klutz. I see the Botox.
3: Fuck you, podcaster. What? Podcaster.
0: Oh, Oh, okay. How about uh, this name?
3: Let's play a game called Shut the Fuck Up, Robin. (laughs) Ah, oh my back i'm glad it hurt it was a bad accident i cut my face and lost two pints of botox it could have been worse (laughs) but my pushy chest hair broke my fall
0: oh yeah all that chest hair just kind of like cushioned everything
3: fuck you kissing both watching weirdo
0: oh yeah you pompous pussy the fuck did you ever create?
3: Fuck you, Howard. Fuck you. Fuck Phantom you. of the basement. Fuck you and your electric Idiot bike. Hermit. Why don't you get a regular Blueberry bike? Blueberry bleacher.
0: Bed, bedridden man. Homely order. <sighs> Broke back Simon.
3: Cat lady.
0: <laughs> Cat lady. <laughs> <That> lady. Oh.
3: <laughs>
0: Puffy faced uh, wife fucker. Uh, mm. uh, he doesn't listen anyway.
3: Quarantine queen.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, he's out on an electric bike.
0: Yeah. Yeah, why why are you not quarantined, you horny home wrecker?
3: Fuck you. Fuck you. Witch face wanker.
0: Facelift freak.
3: Go French kiss a roomba.
0: Mm. Oh. Tiny t shirt with your titties. I saw you got you. Go fat shampoo
3: sucker. your wig.
0: I see you fucking suck the fat out of your titties. I saw you in a in a bathing suit on vacation. You had a in breast
1: the, reduction.
0: Yeah, in the Daily Mail, you had a <laughs> breast reduction. You, you, you electric bike bitch.
3: Fuck you, Howard, agoraphobic grandpa. Mm. Sausage Quasi nips. Jufro. Ooh, sausage nips. Evil stepmother to Beth Cinderella.
0: Lipo loser.
3: More useless than a Miss America dangler. All
0: right. I had enough. Goodbye.
3: Ta ta. Fuck you.
1: Boy, (laughs) breaking his back hasn't made him any nicer.
0: No. Here's Mary Ann from Brooklyn who hates Simon as well. Yes, Mary.
2: Howard, it was a publicity stunt. He needed attention. They should have paid you way more for all those hours that you logged in over there. <laughs> that was incredible that you you were going in and out. And no, they doing paid, everything me, they paid they me fine.
0: I couldn't take it. I don't think there was any amount of money was that would have made me. Artists. Yeah, it was just a lot of hours. Yeah, you don't-
2: and- I think this is a pu- a publicity stunt on Simon Cowell's part to yes. get attention because the show is so bad and there's no audience. His, his cheeks are bigger than his man boobs. Where is he, Howard? I want right. to tell him. Hey,
0: I got to tell you, Marianne did the greatest thing. What she did? sent me a cameo. Oh, you liked it, I loved it. She sent me a cameo. Oh my god. She actually bought a cameo from who? Okay. Do you think she bought for you? Yeah.
1: Come on, high pitch, Eric?
0: No, I got high pitch for free. Cameo (laughs) from Doctor Now from Six Hundred Pound Life.
1: Oh, those horrible
2: Doctor (laughs) Now cameos!
0: Yeah, I got one from Marianne. Uh, I'll play it for you.
2: Did you like it, Howard? I thought it was amazing. I thought he was so sweet and kind.
0: Oh my god, it's so funny! You can't even (laughs) fucking understand this guy. All right, here it is. Marianne uh, got me uh, a cameo. what would you pay for that, 200 Yep, and it was worth wow.
2: every penny, and I'd pay more for you. It's because I love you so much, and I don't know what to do for you. Imagine this
0: is 200 bucks. You?
5: Hi, Howard. So I hope you're it. doing well and staying safe. I have a message booked my love, Marianne, from Brooklyn. She says, over 35 years, you have been a staple in our life. You kept us saying during this pandemic... 41 days to CSXM contract, and your fans are praying that you will stay just a little bit longer. Please, please stay that you will. And that's all she needs. And Howard, if you stay another five years, I'll send you a copy of my book. Howard, best of luck to you. And I think if you stay, your fan will be delighted. Bye, Howard. Take care of yourself.
0: Wait, for 200 bucks. he could have pre-read the, uh, you know.
5: Yeah, that was a How
1: terrible
3: he- read.
0: I, I mean, uh, talk about oh, a challenge.
3: Oh, it was so good. <laughs> He's like, it's very uh, difficult. You're, you you're, you're,
0: you're, you're, you're doing a great job. A serious XM contract. Right. Uh, i mean this guy's got charisma coming out of his ass i mean i
1: don't understand something he's a doctor he operates on people (laughs) and he has time for cameo
0: you know what's great because i think anybody i call me old school i don't want my doctor doing cameos i just don't you know what i mean i want him to maintain a professionalism i mean you know I don't even do endorsements. He's busy doing cameo and he's a doctor, but okay. He's a TV doctor. But meanwhile, the thing I can't figure out is he does that stomach reduction surgery. And then yes. when the person loses the weight, he goes in like a plastic surgeon and does um, a, a skin removal surgery. He and does I'm like, the
2: skin removal himself.
0: yeah, he, yeah. it's like, he does that. He does cameos.
2: I, I mean, well, that's his specialty, Howard. When he operates on the pit, pe- pe- he stays with them through the beginning to the end. That's yeah, but don't the point you normally,
0: if you do gastric uh, types of work, don't you specialize in that? How does he then all of a sudden do plastic surgery on people?
1: Yeah, that that should be done by somebody else. Hmm. But he's taking all the dough.
0: (laughs) He's 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 raking it in. You know, it's so funny too. Like, um, I understand he takes all the fatties and makes them hold the phone while he does his cameos. Part of the deal. You hold the phone.
1: That's part of the operation.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I wish you would. I hope you love it, because the con- there's do. only 40 days left to serious, Howard. And to be honest, I wanted him to sing, Oh, Won't You Stay Just a Little Bit Longer, because you could only write 250 characters. All
0: right, that's enough.
1: Isn't that funny? Now she's trying to direct the doctor to sing.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what a life.
0: <laughs> you can barely read. <laughs> it's pretty funny when your doctor can barely read. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God!
5: Hi, Howard. I hope you're doing well and staying safe. I have a message booked by love, Marianne, from
0: <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> take
5: two. <pal.
0: laughs> There's no such thing as a bad take with this guy.
1: Oh no, he's got surgeries to do. Mm. He doesn't have time
0: for take two. I no. I'm not. I love that show because when he goes, sometimes the the fat people come back and they, all they want is like um weight loss surgery, but you got to lose a certain amount of weight. Before, Before he'll do it.
1: the surgery, yeah.
0: Yeah, you, you have to prove to him you're serious about it. He goes, well, I see here you in three months you only lose three pounds. <laughs> so I can't approve you for weight loss surgery.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they get mad.
5: Brooklyn, she says, over 35 years you have been a staple in our life. You kept us saying during this pandemic, 41 days to CSXM contract, and...
0: I watch this show, and whenever he talks, in the beginning, they used to put up subtitles. Uh Uh-huh. And I think he got insulted, so they stopped with the subtitles. Now I don't know what the fuck he's saying.
1: Why would you stop the subtitles?
0: I know. Is anybody
1: saying important?
0: He's probably like, You're not speaking English, and you embarrass me. And I'm like, what? I don't have a title anymore. I'm an American citizen. I don't know where the guy's from, but, and, you know, look, wherever he's from, I couldn't speak that language wherever he's from, so he's doing just fine, and I I love the guy. Yeah, but he shouldn't be
1: reading messages
0: on cameo. Yeah. Yeah, stick with your strong suit. Like, I shouldn't be playing baseball. You shouldn't be reading. <laughs> oh, my God. But I love how he talks to fat people. He's no bullshit guy. You know, some people are, like, mad at him because he doesn't coddle fat people. He just gets them in there. He goes, I don't understand what you're doing. I put you on 1,200-calorie-a-day diet, and you still gain 25 pounds. That means you're <laughs> eating 6,000 calorie a day. What do you mean you don't know how you gain weight? What are you eating? Why you eat so much? <laughs> like man, he's he's a no bullshit guy. And then the and then the fat people even go, doctor, no, doesn't know how hard it is to lose weight. He doesn't really understand me. It's like shut the fuck up. He's better. He better be
1: glad they can't lose weight. That's why they need it. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They listen, asshole. You out. think I'd be he's
1: out of business?
0: <laughs> listen, asshole. You think I'd be coming to you if I could lose weight? If <laughs> I could lose weight, I'd be fine. Yeah, and his his office is like in a strip mall. It's kind of cool.
1: This like, is all wrong. It sounds <laughs> all wrong to me.
0: I want you to come see me in a strip mall. Then we remove your skin.
1: Because then they have to walk past what? How many restaurants in the strip mall?
0: Yeah, well, hey, that's part of the test. <laughs> you, do. you should see the walk of shame into his office. It's the greatest thing ever. They have to get from their car into his office, and then they put them on a fucking scale that they weigh cattle on. Wow! And weigh them. It's just the greatest. It's the greatest show on TV. The, the people have to shower nude for the first ten minutes, and they're just completely naked and getting hosed down. Then someone has to wipe their ass on camera. I mean, it's a complete humiliation. But you See, get free. I can't
1: even. I, I can't even tune in because when you tune in, when they first, you know, like they always have those things where they're talking to the camera,
0: right? And they're about all about their
1: situation yeah and they're always trying to sit on a couch or a chair but they right. look like they're lying down
0: because there's yeah.
1: no place to break
0: every single show and i've watched a million of them and they've they've gone through like 11 seasons or something every single show is the same it's this depressed fat person goes i've had a horrible life my father beat me. My mother raped me. My you know they they go through the litany of reasons they're overweight, and it's pretty serious stuff. I mean, it's it's no bullshit. You know they've been traumatized. The only thing I get comfortable about is food, and then the the, the opening shot is always them getting out of bed and trying to stuff themselves into the shower. Right. And they're naked, and uh, it's great. Then they try to take a shit. Or a piss, and they can't get on the toilet, some of them are going into buckets. oh, then they lay down you naked. Because
1: watch this.
0: I love it. It's my favorite show. Then they go <laughs> then then they go. It's the same show every week, except a different fat person they go The, the person goes, Oh, it's very terrible. My husband are you a husband? my husband
1: I know. somehow they have people
0: around them It's either a husband or their kids have to then get on the bed and towel dry them, talcum for their folds, and then wipe the shit out of their, you know, wipe their assholes. Oof. You know. One, one week, the, only, the person sat on the toilet, the whole toilet snapped. I'm not bullshitting <laughs> you. I'm, I'm not kidding.
1: I saw the one, there were two sisters. I watched this one for about 15 minutes.
0: Oh Tammy and, and uh, it
1: was bigger than the next.
0: Oh Tammy Tammy has um like fa- a fat forehead like the for- the fat had nowhere to go and her forehead right. now was getting fat. Yeah. Yeah it, and like then hangs over. her. they sat
1: there and laughed at each other while they ate.
0: Yeah. So no, that that's not that's called the 1000 pound sisters. I watched that too. Oh my god. They're my god. favorite. I love them.
1: And then and the then, one had to go somewhere. And they couldn't get her. It looked like a van that they had emptied out.
0: Yeah, that's every week. Every everyone. Well, the show is always the same. So after they take their shower, they go and they're depressed. They go, oh, my God, I can't go on living like this. And after my shower, I'm so hungry for breakfast. And my husband makes me breakfast. Next thing you know, some guy's cooking up, like, enough breakfast for 40 oh, people. Oh, yeah.
1: Looks like 50 people are coming to breakfast.
0: They bring in the breakfast, and the person can't get out of bed, so they use their belly as a table. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I, I, I don't know. I love it. And then there's always this horrible, like, 14-day car ride to get the doctor now where the person just complains about how they can't sit in a car. And I like it, I think, because it makes me feel like Superman. Like, I can sit in a car. And I'm like, hey, I've got a superpower. You
1: can, you can get someplace.
0: Yeah. You and can then
1: shower inside the shower.
0: <laughs> and I don't like watching obese men. I only like watching obese women, so I skip the ones of the obese guys. It's always Oh,
1: really? You're yeah. prejudiced and, against the yeah. obese men?
0: Yeah. And always <laughs> the obese women have a skinny boyfriend. But I mean not just thin. I mean anorexic looking. And it's great. And the whole show you're going, what the fuck is going on here? That guy looks pretty good. He's you know, he's in shape. You know. It's great. It's a great show. It's all crazy. You love it. Doctor Now, yeah. Six hundred pound life. It's fucking awesome. The best is one, one guy they had to take him outside and hose him down with a with like a with a with a, a garden hose because they couldn't fit him in the shower anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. I like it. I don't know. And listen, I'm obviously not the only one who likes it. They, they, they're on for already they, they 11 seasons. keep
1: making season. them, yeah. How many seasons has it been on?
0: And then they get to the doctor, and this guy's in a strip mall, and they he starts yelling at him in broken English, and it's fucking awesome. He's like, why he you eat be, so much? Why you, you eat so on much?
1: Park Avenue with all these patients <laughs> in a <of> strip mall.
0: <laughs> like, I remember when Bubba the Love Sponge was uh, working with us, and he said to me, yeah, he said he got so fat. I think Bubba was up to four or five hundred pounds. He said yeah. there was a point that he could only wipe his ass with a rag. He'd use a towel and a put a towel. stick, a towel with a stick, and he'd take the stick and like kind of push the towel up his ass to wipe his ass. And I was oh. like, Bubba, you got a, you should have videoed that. <laughs> and sure enough, they they made a show out of it. He
1: he would have had a television show.
0: Mm, yeah. he would have been a huge star on TV. <laughs> Uh, oh I should mention that a lot of people got in touch with me of course Jimmy Kimmel immediately got in touch with me about David Blaine David Blaine has announced his latest stunt and it's weird with David Blaine like yeah I thought David Blaine had retired or something David Blaine the magician I'm talking about David Blaine announced um, last week that he has a new stunt. And you went, well, what happened to this guy? He used to do stunts all the time. He used to be on ABC TV. he frees freeze himself in a block of ice or some bullshit.
1: Bury he, himself, you know, all kinds yeah. of
0: stuff. Yeah. And, and, and as far as I'm concerned, David Blaine, you know, maybe Penn and Teller, David Blaine. David Blaine's like the greatest magician ever. His sleight of hand is just fucking phenomenal. He's really He's really fantastic. And uh, I love the guy, but... He announced that um, what he's going to do is get some helium balloons and fly himself over New York. He's going to fly with balloons. I know. So so everyone was contacting me saying that David Blaine was ripping off Eric the actor.
1: I said if uh, Eric was, what I thought was if Eric was alive, then now he'd want to do it. (laughs) Because David Blaine is doing it.
0: Yeah, for years, (laughs) for those of you who are longtime fans of the show and love Eric the actor, I mean I loved Eric the actor because I'm trying to remember how this whole thing went down, but Eric used to call into our show. And you know Eric was uh, you know he was let's say he had multiple handicaps. Yeah, I made some notes about this because it's so good. Let's see if I can find it. Where are my notes? Does anybody have any idea? I got seventy five sheets of paper in front of me.
1: Why bother to make notes when you never can find them?
0: <laughs> I know. Well I could I could I could take